the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lutherans are notoriously good at what you might call liturgical banter. Let me give you an example. You've already done this more than once in the service already. Let's live this out. If I say something like, the Lord be with you, you respond with? And also with you. Or how about what you just did? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. But today, let me try out a different one on you. Happy New Year. Yeah, that's about what I expected. Same as last night, right? You might be thinking to yourself, what is pastor talking about? Happy New Year. Did the pastor lose track of the calendar? Does he know that he's got a lot of sermons and services to plan and write before we get to the New Year? Yes, according to one calendar. That is true. But did you know that there are two calendars that we live by as God's people? Obviously, there's the 12-month calendar that you and I know, the one on our phones and in our homes that we run business by, right, technically. It's called their Gregorian calendar. Pope Gregory, a long time ago, approved it and had it written. Fun fact to know and share. But there's also another calendar that dictates the patterns and the rhythms of our life as God's people. No, it's not the NFL calendar or the Penn State schedule. But the church has a calendar too. Not just St. Luke. The whole Christian church has a calendar. Every year. The church follows a calendar that focuses on retelling the story of salvation. And the church calendar has different seasons, too. It works from the first coming of Christ, Advent and Christmas, all the way through to where we just were in the last month, as we talk about the second coming of Jesus that hasn't happened yet. So as you look around today and you see the Christmas trees and you see the color blue again after coming through 25 weeks of green in a row, for those of you that were counting, the church calendar is screaming out, there's a new season, something's happening here. And not just that, but it happens that we're just starting a new church year as well with this season. But the season of Advent, where we focus on preparing for the coming of Jesus at Christmas. That's what the word Advent means, coming. And Advent is unique as a season in the church year because it starts the church year as our other calendar is ending. So we're coming towards December and January. You might even say we are starting at the end. What caught my attention, frankly puzzled me this week, as I looked at the readings for today, was that gospel reading from Mark chapter 11 a minute ago. Is anybody else a little confused when you heard that and said, what is going on with this? There's such a variety of readings that could be chosen. Advent is only four weeks long. We could be spending time in the beginning of Luke or Matthew about the lead up into Jesus' birth. But instead, what we got was the triumphal entry. 
This is a Palm Sunday thing. What, what's going on with this Jesus going into Jerusalem, Mark chapter 11? This all seems so strange. What is going on with that? Why would the people that made the church calendar choose that? But then verse 10 caught my attention. Listen again. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest, they're shouting. And that was a clue. That phrase, the coming kingdom of our father David. The readings for this Sunday in the church calendar, they're inviting us to remember why Jesus is coming. As people greeted Jesus on Palm Sunday, his triumphal entry, what they said shows us what they believed to be true about him. That he was the fulfillment of the promise that God made to their ancestor, King David, that the king, the savior, would come from David's family. David's family tree. What God had promised was now finally coming true before their eyes. The king was coming. But an even bigger clue about why this strange reading is here came in just a single word from that verse. The word Hosanna. It literally means something like save us or deliver us, we pray. We beseech you. It's a request of a king or a savior to deliver a group of people. And that's when I realized, oh, they want us to start at the end. So we begin a new church year. We're given a glimpse of something that happens much later in the church year, in the church calendar, because we're being invited to remember why Jesus came in the first place as we start again. And I think that's a helpful word for us as our other calendars end. I don't know about you, but I'm conflicted already three days into December because these two calendars are clashing in my life. They're good things, but really they're competing already because on the one hand, I am leaning into what is great about this time of year. Sincerely, truly, I'm excited about Christmas. Before Thanksgiving, our tree was already up. It was decorated. The stockings are hung by the chimney with care in our house. We're excited. Just yesterday, we bought more lights for our house because we decided we need to do something with the bushes in front, right? Crystal and I have our tickets for Trans-Siberian Orchestra in a couple of weeks at PPG. I mean, we really are excited. I have 15 minutes every day to myself in the car after I drop off Micah at daycare on my way into church And multiple times already, I have listened to what I think is the greatest Christmas album ever released. My opinion. It's not Bing. It's not Sinatra. It's not Nat King Cole. It's Bolton. Michael Bolton's 1996 Christmas album, This Is The Time, I think is the greatest. I've already listened to it multiple times in the car. I really am feeling the Christmas spirit. On the other hand, though, I'm conflicted. 
because our family's dance card is already pretty well full. It seems like every weekend from now until New Year's, there is something or multiple things on the calendar on our social schedule for the next five weeks. Some good gathering with family or friends. Seems like we've got something going on. Our schedule is booked. Crystal's schedule as a choir teacher is already in full swing. Christmas concerts, light-up nights where choirs are caroling around. Not to mention the good, joyous things that fill up a pastor's calendar at this time of year, too. Advent Wednesday services and weekends and Christmas programs and all of that good stuff. But man, does it feel hectic already? And we're only three days into December. So as much as I'm feeling the Christmas spirit sincerely, truly, this year... This last Thursday, though, not even December yet, on November 30th, I had the first twinge, the first thought to myself, wouldn't it be nice if we could just skip ahead to the week after Christmas? It wasn't even December yet. If you're feeling that, if you have ever felt that, like me, I think that should be a red flag for us Christians to tell us that something might be out of balance. We would do well to take into consideration, to take note of what our scripture readings today might be trying to teach us. What if we started at the end and asked ourselves, only three days into December, where do I want to be in 22 days? Just three weeks from now. What do I want to be feeling? How do I want to feel? Maybe even more importantly, what might God want to do with me in this time we have until Christmas? You see, I think we've got a choice as God's people about which calendar we're going to let dictate our rhythms and patterns and habits at this time of year. Not that it's choosing one over the other, but checking in and making sure that these things are in the right balance in our lives. Because they not only dictate our lives and our schedules, but they dictate what our hearts and our minds are focused on. There are so many good, wholesome traditions and things going on away from the life of the church. But you and I both know that if we get too caught up in the holly and the ho-ho-ho of this time of year, if we schedule ourselves to death, it's easy to get to December 26th and feel exhausted and totally wiped out and burnt out. The season when we're experiencing that can feel like we are just clawing our way one day at a time towards this holiday. And when it's all over, we feel like we have got nothing left. Forgive me for being this direct. But if we're relying on the last three minutes of Charlie Brown Christmas to be our spiritual food for the year, that might not be a big enough meal for our spiritual lives to last us all season. 
maybe it's time to acknowledge that things might be out of balance. So let's take a moment, then, to consider the alternative. What if we kept that one word, Hosanna, in our mind this year, and as we go through the season of Advent, we remind ourselves continually why Jesus came in the first place? Because you and I both know it wasn't to stay in the manger, but to do exactly what Mark 11 tells us. To ride into Jerusalem and a week later give up his life on the cross for you and for me so that we would be set free from the tyranny of sin and death. He came to save us. So what would it look like for you, for each of you, for your families, to ask a few questions this year to evaluate things before things get even crazier only three days into December what would it look like if we paused and took a hard look at our schedule and our calendars and asked ourselves is this going to lead me closer to the Savior and to reflecting on his birth this year or is this going to leave me wiped out 23 days from now what would it look like to commit as a family to worshiping on Wednesdays, an extra time, because you know how much crazier life is going to get, and you know your need for even more spiritual refreshment than usual. What would it look like to look at your daily schedule and pattern and set aside five or ten minutes to read your Bible, to do an Advent devotion, to spend some time in prayer, What would it look like to say no to a few good things to make space for the great thing that God might want to do in your heart this Advent? God is coming at Christmas. And he's inviting us to focus on the blue and the white colors of this season that mark our church the church calendar even more than the green and the red of the other calendar. So before it's too late, let's just pause and start at the end. Let's invite God into this season, into the rhythms and patterns of our lives this month. Let's invite him to work the wonder and the joy and the gratitude that we experience because we know that his son became a human being. And as we reflect and marvel on that wondrous gift of Jesus, that's what will lead us to experience the true, lasting, substantial peace and joy of this season that only the church calendar and only the story of salvation can work within us. In Jesus' name, amen.